The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Justin Trudeau is guilty again. Heading into this election, Trudeau has already become the only Prime Minister in Canadian history to have been found guilty of breaking ethics laws. Now, we know he's done it again. This is an absolute political bombshell because we have the Prime Minister of the country being found guilty of interfering with an independent prosecution. We have more and more evidence of the collusion that went on in the Prime Minister's office to interfere uh, with an independent prosecution. The Ethics Commissioner has said the Prime Minister improperly tried to influence Jody Wilson-Raybould for his own political, personal purposes. This is incredibly damning. And even though I disagree with some of his conclusions, uh, I fully accept this report uh, and take responsibility uh, for everything that happened. Where I disagree with the commissioner, uh, amongst others, is uh, where he says uh, and takes a strong perspective that any contact with the AG, the Attorney General, on this issue uh, was improper. I can't apologize for standing up for Canadian jobs because that's part of what Canadians expect me to do. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau saying he accepts the Ethics Commissioner's report on the SNC-Lavalin scandal, although he does not agree with all of its conclusions. The Commissioner found Trudeau violated the Conflict of Interest Act by improperly pressuring former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould to halt the criminal prosecution of the engineering giant that exceptionally produced peace by Dustin Kaufman. Tease us up to welcome Amanda Connolly, a political reporter with Global News, to the show. Hey, Amanda, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So... How damning is this for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau? This is extremely damning. The Ethics Commissioner Mario Dion really left no room for equivocation in his report, essentially saying that Trudeau broke the rules by improperly interfering here not once but four times, both he and his staff, in the decision of Jody Wilson-Raybould not to override the Director of Public Prosecution's decision not to give SNC-Lavalin a deferred prosecution agreement. This really goes to the heart of what we've been hearing of over the last couple of months since this scandal started back in February. Trudeau, of course, has been saying that at no point did he give any kind of direct political order for Wilson-Raybould to take a particular action. Mario Dion, in his report in his report today, saying that really doesn't matter, that in effect, the combined, effect, the, the, the combined campaign of pressure and influence here amounted to tantamount political direction on, that, on the part of Trudeau and the staff who were acting on his behalf. Amanda, were Gerald Butts or Michael Wernick mentioned in this report whatsoever? They were. So we know that uh, Michael Wernick was among the individuals who was actually interviewed uh, and provided written submissions to Mario Dion to form the, um, this report here. Um, they were mentioned in a number of cases, particularly, again, outlining some of the meetings that we've heard uh, previously through the last couple of months here, and really kind of raising a lot of questions about um, exactly, again, kind of what was going on here and why there were not more red flags going up um, for what Dion is now saying was improper uh, interference and influence on behalf of everyone virtually involved in this. The phone call in particular between Michael Wernick and Jody Wilson-Raybould in December and that was the one, of course, you'll remember, she came under fire for recording and leaking the audio of that conversation with Michael Wernick, was one that Mario Dion in this report said was a, a final and flagrant example of the kind of interference that was going on here because you had Wernick acting uh, in effect on behalf of the Prime Minister doing this kind of 
um, pressure on Wilson Label to try and get her to change her decision. So Justin Trudeau is saying he accepts the report, but he's saying he doesn't agree with all of its conclusions. Can you go into what aspects of it he's saying are, are those that he doesn't agree with? Yeah, so effectively what the ethics commissioner was saying in his report is that because the um, the interest of SNC-Lavalin, so of course SNC-Lavalin, you'll remember, is the company that is facing charges of corruption and fraud for its uh, allegedly bribing uh, Libyan authorities during the Muammar Gaddafi regime, um, they basically have argued that they should not face criminal prosecution through a court trial because it would have... Um, and the argument has been that it, it would have a strong and negative impact on their employees and potentially result in the company moving their headquarters out of Canada. It is, of course, a, um, a Quebec jewel in a way. It's very well known in the province. And Trudeau has argued that, again, the, the behavior here that he was he was doing was all to save those jobs at SNC-Lavalin to stop any kind of unemployment hit to Canadians. But Mario Dion really was saying that um, in this case, because if there was a public interest, it was so intrinsically tied to the private interest of SNC-Lavalin as a company to not have to lay off workers and not have to go through that trial, uh, that any kind of interference here or any kind of advocacy for Trudeau and his staff on behalf of the company's interests and by extension the public interest was inappropriate. Amanda, a lot of people had varying opinions of Jody Wilson-Raybould's decision to come out with the audio and, and let everyone know what was happening. And I'm not going to say that her reputation was tarnished by what she did, but it certainly did take a hit. With this report, do you feel like people will have the right or a, a different opinion now of what she decided to do a few months back? I think you know, you, um, you can have differences of opinion in terms of how, how that was handled and how the um, everything actually played out. But I think what this report really does is it does vindicate her in a way. It does go through and kind of lay out, similar to what you would see in court with an agreed-upon statement of facts, it lays out the process through which this entire um, affair took place and unfolded. And that mirrors remarkably everything that Jody Wilson was saying from the get-go. And really kind of I think what you're seeing here, um, and by extension, is going to be uh, kind of sharpening of the, the ammunition that the opposition has when they're attacking Justin Trudeau and the Liberals because it does really uh, come down and support what Jody Wilson were able to was saying all along that this was inappropriate, that there was repeated cases of this. Uh, and so the interesting thing to watch, I think, will be how how or if this has any impact on her writing, um, or her, her run for her writing this fall. She is, of course, running as an independent candidate after Justin Trudeau booted her from caucus earlier this year. It's my understanding that this finding doesn't carry a fine or, or any kind of like penalization against Trudeau. So, so is apart from perhaps on the political trail in the midst of a campaign, is are there any tangible consequences being placed on him? Well, the short answer here is no. There really is. There's no fine. There's really no mechanism to impose any kind of penalty under the Conflict of Interest uh, Act in this case. We did hear Conservative leader Andrew Scheer today calling for saying perhaps an RCMP investigation would be warranted here to see if there was any obstruction of justice in this case by Trudeau and his staff. We also still have the the organization for um, economic uh, cooperation development looking into this. Their anti-bribery working group is still investigating and doing a special review of the government's handling of the SNC-Lavalin case. That remains underway, and we don't yet know if this is going to have any impact on how that's being carried out. I mean... This this is just bad timing for 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 Justin Trudeau and the Liberals. We heard from uh, Andrew Shear. Has the NDP come out and said anything yet? 
Yeah, so the NDP, uh, the NDP was actually the, uh, I guess you could say, originators of the, uh, who actually brought this complaint forward to Mario Dion. It was NDP MP Charlie Angus and Nathan Cullen, who had originally asked Dion to look into this matter to see if there was any kind of uh, wrongdoing or violation of the act. Um, we did hear from Charlie Angus today calling this an absolute political bombshell. Jagmeet Singh, the leader of the NDP, saying there should be a public inquiry into what went on and what needs to happen next. Um, and really, I think that you're seeing kind of a, a preview of what we're going to hear a lot on the campaign trail from both parties, with the, the Conservatives and the NDP, in terms of how they view this issue. And it seems that they view this as a, um, a boon to them to put to voters and say, this is not someone that you should be voting for again, and we're going to have to wait and see if they buy that argument. And on that note, Amanda, is, is this something that Trudeau can bounce back from? Or is this, I mean, this is a big stain on, on the trail as he continues on with his political campaigning. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to tell at this point. I mean, things change so much once a, a political campaign actually gets underway. We know when this scandal first broke earlier in the year, the Liberals took a severe hit to their uh, their poll numbers and their support. Uh, they've since been stabilizing with the Conservatives and the Liberals sort of neck and neck in a way here, the Liberals gaining momentum against the Conservatives. And so we're going to have to keep an eye on the polls here to see kind of whether this has any impact on public opinion. Um, but of course, once the writ drops and the campaign starts, you're kind of looking at an entirely different uh, ballgame here in terms of all the tools the parties have at their disposal to put out their, their views to voters and, and things that can influence a, a voter the ballot box. Amanda, how about the trickle-down effect with this when it comes to SNC-Lavalin, the company itself? Will this impact any employees or any projects that they're currently working on? So the report itself, I would not say, would have really a direct impact on the company. The company is already kind of dealing with the um, the, the, the court's decision in Quebec to go forward with a criminal trial um, internally. They're, they're handling that themselves. Um, the government kind of did get a, a, a bit of a, not, I wouldn't say a warning, but um, Dion did raise significant concerns in the report about the level of the government's uh, work and cooperation with SNC-Lapland throughout this, particularly given the ongoing court process is playing out. Uh, Dion specifically noted that SNC-Lavalin has been challenging the decision not to give it a deferred prosecution agreement in court and saying that as soon as that decision was filed by SNC-Lavalin, the government should have ceased all communication with the company on this matter. Whether they look at that going forward or whether we see any kind of change in position here is yet to be determined. But Trudeau was uh, not saying today if a deferred prosecution agreement is still on the table. That is a job he was saying for the Attorney General, David Lametti. So what happens next here, Amanda? I mean, this report's out. Uh, we're talking about SNC-Lavalin not being directly impacted by the report. Is there anything else left in, in this ongoing scandal that we should be waiting for or expecting in the coming months? Yeah, I think the big one here is we're looking to hear from Jody Wilson-Raybould. She, of course, is at the very heart of this scandal. Jane Philpott as well, uh, who was a, a vocal supporter for her, who also quit her posting cabinet in support of Jody Wilson-Raybould while this was going on. It was kicked out of, ca- of the Liberal caucus by Trudeau as well. They're both running as independent candidates in the fall election. Both have not yet commented on the report, saying they want to wait to read it entirely through. It is quite a long report. It's around 64 pages and fairly dense in terms of some of the legal processes that it works through in its explanation for the decision that it came to. And so I would expect in the coming days uh, that we will likely hear a response from them, maybe not Philpott, but particularly Jody Wilson-Raybould, given that she was so central to this entire affair. That is the voice of Amanda Connolly, a political reporter at Global News. Amanda, thank you so much for really diving into this and breaking things down for us. Thank you for having me.